That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. up thanks to humans for bringing us in thank you to you for supporting the show thanks to my family my friends um all of you who listen to the show most of all thanks to god uh for walking me through this crazy thing called life in this daily grind uh hope you're all doing well it's great to uh great to be on uh back on the podcast today put some new content out uh speak my mind a little bit and hopefully Something that I've heard that I can share may help you out there who's listening today, even if it's just one little thing. So that's kind of my quick prayer before I jump on the microphone. Real simple. God, you know, um, show me your will. Grant me the power to carry it out. And um, hopefully I can say something uh, that doesn't sound too stupid that might help somebody else out there. So we like to keep it simple like that. Uh, I'm learning that simplicity for me is is really uh, an easy way to live out my my uh, my day. And uh, if I get up in the morning, throw my quick meditation together. Uh, sometimes it's sometimes it's longer, sometimes it's shorter. It just depends on the morning on what I got going on. It's important for me to be flexible in that and then give myself some grace if I don't hit exactly what I had planned on. Uh, I do my best to 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 do that, to you know, hit what I planned on, but sometimes it doesn't work out like that. And one of the worst things that I can do uh, that I'm infamous for, even back to my you know, days as a kid is being super hard on myself. So I'm really learning how to give myself grace. And uh, I just want to drop that word to you out there. Give yourself some grace today. If you've been through something and you're you're kicking your own ass around, um, beating yourself up in your head, give yourself some grace, man. It ain't, it ain't the end of the day. You can pick yourself back up and, and you can move on and learn from that and, um, and, and start over. You know, how many of us have had to do that? I know I've I've had to do it many, many times. I'm sure I'm going to have to do it many times again in my life, moving forward with different challenges that, uh, that are thrown at me. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit today about the importance of a group, a group setting. Um, is it a small group? Is it a in, in a recovery meeting? Is it a group in your church? Is it a group with a couple of friends that you get together that you trust? Uh, I'm not talking about the same old homies that uh, you kicked it with for years, uh, you know, and have a barbecue and you get together and that's your group. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a um, I'm talking about a group of like-minded individuals of men or women who lift you up. Okay, who uh, who are there to share experiences and that's you who you trust and you and, and you build that. You know, you don't obviously just jump right into a group and um, and uh, trust everybody. You might not know everybody in the group. Uh, we had our second group this last week, and so I want to give a shout out to uh, our Vacaville men's group. A uh, bunch of good dudes in there. A couple of them close homies of mine. A couple of them I've just met recently who seem like solid dudes. And uh, the more that we meet and we uh, we we have discussions and we hang out and we kick back and uh, we, we we talk about all kinds of things. We talk about sports. We talk about uh, work. We talk about God. We talk about marriage. We talk about kids. We joke around and talk about farts and make stupid ass jokes at the same time. You know, so we have some fun. It's just about that camaraderie and building that trust. And, um, 
you know, so, so we met this, this last week and man, I can't tell you how much I've taken away just in, in, in meeting two times. Um, you know, like I said, this was our second meeting on the second group meeting, how much I took away that, that night, um, you know, just from all of the different ideas and thoughts and conversation that went on. And it's such an important thing because I, you know, I don't have a, uh, a, you know, a, a compass to navigate through this life perfectly. I don't know how to do everything and I'm totally fine, you know, saying that today and thank God for that because I used to kick my own ass around for it, you know, not, not giving myself grace for the things that I didn't know or the things that I didn't do perfectly or didn't do correctly or whatever it is. And, um, how am I supposed to know unless I'm out, you know, talking with other people, learning about things, learning about different, uh, different ways of thinking, different ways of parenting, different ways of being a solid dude, a solid husband, a solid friend, a solid man who's trying to follow God and, and, and be, um, and be the best that I can be when at the same time, some days I'm the worst that I can be. Some days I'm far from, um, you know, doing, doing things and, and saying things and just, you know, being a dumbass. I'm human and I'm, I'm working on it. That's all I can say. And without groups, without support groups, whether it is, um, like, you know, like I said, is it a, is it a church? Um, is it, uh, is it your men's group, uh, that, you, that you meet with, um, through the church? Is it a recovery meeting? Um, it, you know, there, there's all different types. There's is it a mastermind group. Um, there's all types of different groups that you can, that you can be involved with. And it's, uh, I know for me, it's such an important thing and I'm, I'm involved in a couple of them. I have, um, I have our, uh, we have our church, we have a, uh, a men's group, the one I'm just talking about that we just started. Um, I have my meeting with my friend, buddy and my sponsor. I always feel weird about saying sponsor buddy's a friend of mine. Um, I don't think that it ever says sponsor in the big book. I could be wrong about that. I'm just a weirdo with verbiage. Um, but I, you know, I meet with, I meet with uh, buddy, uh, every Thursday. So I have my men's group. I have my meeting with uh, my sponsor, with buddy, um, my friend, since I'm being all weird about it. Um, you know, and, and then we discuss stuff. I have, um, support in the church. I have support in, uh, celebrate recovery. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with that, uh, very similar to, uh, the AA model, the NA model, it's just designed to be, um, a, a spiritual program that's more of a generalization of recovery. So it's not just for drugs. It's not just for alcohol. Uh, those two play a huge component in it. It's, it's, it's recovery in general. So you have people that come in to celebrate recovery who have suffered from abuse, who suffer from anger, who have eating disorders. I mean, all kinds of that it's encompassed into one umbrella, uh, in the program, um, designed to uh, pull you closer in your relationship with God, basically. That's what it is. So that, that's what I choose to uh, to do. Um, and so with all of these different support groups, um, it's such a huge part of living life. I want to go beyond, you know, staying away from alcohol and drugs. That's, that's a given to me. I want to go beyond that, though. I want to grow. You know, in fact, I think everybody... No matter what it is, you know, you're not, you don't have to, you know, suffer from addiction or alcoholism just like that. I think everybody, just normal folks out there who are suffering from life should have some sort of support group. We all go through, go through things in life. And, um, you know, how, how are we supposed to do that on our, on our own? 
I don't know how I used to do it on my own. And actually I do a lot of, a lot of booze and a lot of drugs. That's how I used to do it on my own. That was my God for a sense, even though God's always been in my heart. Um, it, it wasn't conscious in my mind and it, it wasn't, I wasn't acting that out. Uh, that's how I dealt with things was, was through numbing, numbing those, um, challenges, the pain, the, the fun, even, I mean, all those emotions, um, you know, in, in our group this week, I want to give you just a, a little, a little bit about what, what that looks like. So basically, um, you know, we meet, we hang out for a little bit, shoot, you know, shoot the shit for a minute. We pray. And, uh, and then we discuss like, we're, we're, we're having a, um, kind of the foundation is a book called love does by Bob Goff right now. And, uh, that we kind of use that as a platform to, uh, to, to start conversation about what would you think it's, and it's don't, don't be getting any weird ideas. It ain't a damn book club. Okay. We, we established that right up front. We don't want this to be a, you know, about a book club, but it is a good way to kind of start conversation sometimes and open it up a little bit and have a takeaway during the week time. You can read a little bit and you can stay on point because if you're anything like me, you know how easy it is to get off of something that you're into during the daily grind of the week because other shit comes up. So, you know, it, it's kind of cool to have that to have that book to kind of pull me back in to say, oh, I'm going to read a chapter tonight so I can be ready for the next group. Now, half the time, we don't even spend talking about the book because other things come up in the conversation. And that is what I'm getting at here. Um, when you start building rapport, when you start building um a, a community of other like-minded people, whether it's you're in a men's group, you're in a women's group, whatever it is, you start building that. Um, that's, that's when, um, you know, you start growing and I'll speak for myself. I know just in, in week two of this group, I've already grown a little bit because I was having some crap happen this morning where I wanted to kind of lose my cool a little bit. And I went back to the conversation, to the things that I had heard from the other guys in the group, um, on how to deal with things. And I also thought about things that I said in the group that, you know, that, I, that I know in my mind, but then in the heat of the moment, um, I might not do what I was saying. And so it was a quick reminder for me, like, Hey, you can't just talk the talk. You need to walk the walk. Right. So, and, and, and I'll give you a quick example of it. It was just a little bit of frustration and anger. Um, it wasn't a big deal or anything, but I felt myself starting to get frustrated, starting to get a little bit angry this morning in the, you know, the, the hustle and bustle of getting out the house. And I got all these things to do, you know, we're in the middle of a move and we're trying to do all this stuff to the, to the uh, new house and get it ready to move into. And then we got a, a ton of stuff to do on the old house we're moving out of. And then we got, you know, the kids to pick up and take to practice and soccer games and we got bills to pay, you know, okay. So you, you, you feel me right now, right? I'm going off on it. I'm going on that snowball of, I got this and that. Well, if I don't have something to, to lean on. And for me, number one is God. Okay. I know that I can be powerless over that because God's going to handle it. And I, if, if you don't understand that, I don't blame you. I'm not asking you to, I'm not telling you to. Uh, but what I am saying is that for me, that's what works. And, uh, I, I hope that, um, you know, I hope that that might plant a seed or, or ring a little bell, maybe in somebody's ear who says, you know what, that kind of does sound a little bit weird. And maybe it sounds a little stupid, but I'm going to try it, you know, because I know for me, when, when I can take a breath and kick back and say, okay, you know what, God, show me your will, grant me the power to carry it out. That's all I can do because pretty much I suck when I'm making my own decisions. And, um, you know, and, and I say that 
I say that lightly. I'm not being down on myself saying, oh, you're, you're suck and you're terrible. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I'm saying is I'm laying down that pride, that ego. Um, you know, I'm okay with not knowing stuff. I'm okay with sucking at stuff and I'm going to try my best to get better. And when shit hits the fan, you know, I have God to lean on. I have a group of, of other like-minded men who've been through stuff that I can bounce ideas off and, uh, that I can talk to. And, um, you know, I also have family. I, it's not just that too. I have family. I have friends. Um, I have a, a, a great community of people that surround me, uh, to help keep me on point because without that, I'd probably be in the gutter somewhere if I, if I was even still breathing, you know, so let me bring this back full circle. I'm just stressing the importance of having that community around you. And like I said, it goes beyond not drinking and, and, and not using drugs, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to, um, you know, kind of, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, not, uh, not desensitize, but I don't want to downplay. I don't want to downplay that right now. If you're in your first, you know, day or your first month or your first six months or your first year, even of trying to stay sober. It's a tough ass thing and that should come first trying to stay dialed in. But I'm just kind of looking at the overall bigger picture here of life in general. You know, for me, the alcohol and drugs was just a symptom of me not being able to deal with life. So I still got to deal with life. I took the drugs and the alcohol out of it. What am I doing to replace that and be able to deal with that? Is it, you know, um, is it a program, a a program, NA program, uh, celebrate recovery program? a men's group, a women's group, um, you know, surrounding myself with people who lift me up and don't bring me down. Is it my church? Is it, um, you know, is it a, a certain hobby? Is it going to the gym? Is it taking up running? Because I want to just, you know, I need to burn the stress off. We have to use things to fill those voids that, whereas before, you know, we use the drugs and the alcohol to fill those voids. Not healthy, not cool. Definitely, I'm glad that part of my life um, at least up until today is over. And I just say that because I'm not trying to jinx myself and get all weird and ahead of myself either. Um, you know, I can only speak for today. And that serves also as a good reminder to live in today. And so as I say that, I'm actually not just saying that, I'm embracing it because I'm, to be honest with you, I've been living in about a week or two ahead of time right now because I'm, my mind is like a, a chessboard and I'm constantly making moves. You know, I'm going to do this and that and this and that. And then Wednesday, I'm going to hit here. Thursday, I'm going to hit there. And then I'll backtrack if I need to. I can always go, come back to the house on this day and that day. And then, oh yeah, I got to, I mean, dude, that's a lot. I just freaked myself out just saying that right there. So how do we unwind all that stuff? We unwind it by talking about it, number one. We unwind it by bouncing ideas off other people that we trust and that we respect and that build us up and we know they're going to be there for us. So if you're looking for a group, um, go in, I mean, go on, go online and look in your community. What kind of groups are there? What, what churches, if you're, you know, if you, if you're part of a church or if you want to find a church, you know, uh, do they have small groups in there? I know our church has a ton of small groups. Um, if, if you don't want to go to the church, find an, uh, an AA group, find a good meeting, find a spot that you can go to, um, and, and start, you know, showing up. I mean, that's, that's, uh, one of the things my, my, uh, and all the people in our men's group, of course, are going to remain, you know, nameless or whatever. But, uh, one of the guys in our group, um, pointed that out. He said, man, the hardest thing is just showing up, you know, just show up. I think what I just did 
two episodes ago was was titled just show up i mean you you've won half of your battle right there just by getting your ass to whatever meeting or whatever group or whatever function you're supposed to be at um you know that's a win just getting there that's the hardest part once you get there everything else will fall into place um so if if you're looking like i said you, you know the, i mentioned the church um I, I was going into aa uh to na um, you know, celebrate recovery. You have those platforms there. You can Google all that stuff and I'm sure it'll come up right in your community. Start stepping out a little bit. How, how can I grow if I'm not stepping out meeting new people? I, I had made the comment in, in group the other night about how I have friends, you know, for, you know, for 25 years, um, you know, that I don't talk to, I don't, I can't talk to them about certain things. Not, not because we're not good homies. Like I've known them since we're kids, but they know me as they used to know me. And so, and that's not all of it. A lot of, a lot of them, I, I shouldn't say that because, um, of course they know me for who I used to be. If you've known someone that long, you, you've been through a lot of shit with them, right? But sometimes it's just not the same as meeting somebody, um, you know, and building a new friendship, a new relationship with somebody, um, based on who you are today, if that makes sense. It's different. You know, just like I don't have the roots with that new person that I have like the, you know, that with my homies that I've known for 25 years, they're two totally different uh, friendships in a sense. But the, the good thing is, is that when you start to step out and you start meeting new people and you open yourself up to being vulnerable and talking about things and building trust, building rapport, you grow. And I know for me, I don't want to stay stuck in the same shitty ass spot for the rest of my life. I want to continue to grow. Not that I'm in a shitty spot right now, but I'm just saying like, I want to continue to grow. I want to continue to learn. I want to continue to meet new people. I want to continue to serve. I want to continue, um, you know, like I said in the beginning, I, w I want to continue to have God grant me my will and, and, and show me, uh, or, or show me my will and grant me the power to carry it out. And, uh, that's a, that's a common prayer that you can use. I'll pass on to you. The buddy passed on to me when, um, you know, he, he basically told me, I, I think I had told him, man, I, sometimes I tend to complicate things in my prayer. And he said, man, you, you don't have to get all complicated. Like, so let me say this. Let me, let me stop for a second. If, if you're out there listening right now and you either don't pray or you, uh, you, you never have prayed, um, or maybe you do pray, but you feel like you complicate the crap out of it like I can do sometimes. Um, let me give you a little piece from Buddy to me to you. And I'm, I don't know where Buddy heard it from, but I'm sure he got it maybe from his sponsor and, and, and down the line. So this is just stuff being passed down. That's it. It ain't, it ain't anything special. Is all you got to do is wake up and, you know, or, or before you go to bed or you, shit, you can do it in the middle of the day. Do it at 1.39 in the afternoon. Oh, yeah, boom. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say my, my, my quick little piece real quick. Get my, get my mind back on track. And all it is is, God, um, show me my will and grant me the power to carry it out. Amen. That's it. Simple as that. And, and those little tools like that, there's plenty more of them out there that you'll learn from other people that um, I'm always trying to soak in and trying to hear little, little tricks and stuff. Um, here, I'll share another one with you, actually. And we talked about this in, in the group the other night. Um, I had mentioned one of the, um, one of the little tricks that I use and it's, it's tough sometimes when you're in the heat of the moment and I do this with my kids. So let's, 
I have a hard time. One of my weaknesses is chaos and noise. And it's something that I'm a little bit insecure about because I hate talking about it because I hate the way that I am about it. But with noise and and, uh, and chaos, it just like it does something to me that it just it irritates me. And I start getting all like just like flustered and um, it's not a good feeling. I'm, I'm really working hard on like how to deal with that and how to step back and kind of get out of my own skin and just understand that it's, it's, um, it's normal kid stuff. And you know, that's gonna, it's part of being in, um, in, in, in life, I guess, you know, and, and being a parent. And so one of the things that I've been trying to do when I start getting frustrated, when I start, and, and you can apply this to any situation, I'm just applying it to the kids because that's the, the one that, um, that I, you know, know, know best where I actually use this is, um, well, I guess actually, I guess you kind of can't apply this to any situation, but you could probably recreate your own little, your own little twist on this. So, um, what I, what I've been doing is I remind myself that, you know, the, the kids are, the kids are, and this might sound crazy to somebody out there, but I'm, I mean, just hear me out real quick. If, if you, if you're not a, um, you know, if you're not following, following God, it might sound a little, a little different to you, but for me, this is what works. Um, I believe that my, my children aren't my children, right? I believe they're God's children. And if they're God's children, and if I can look at them through God's eyes, how God sees them, I'm just here to steward them. Now I love them. I'm their parent. They are my children. So you feel what I'm saying, right? But when I get in the heat of the moment, I start getting frustrated. I have to ask myself, how would, how would God, you know, treat his children? How does he treat his children? He treats them with, with love and, and, and kindness and uh, compassion. He doesn't get angry at him. Even when we screw up, when I'm screwing up all the time, God's not telling me, damn, Shane, you're a real, you're a real, you know, you're a real piece of work right now. I was going to say piece of shit, but I don't think God would, would, would curse at me like that. He'd say he, but he doesn't get down on me is what I'm saying. And so I'm trying to equate that to my kids. Like, why, why am I going to get frustrated with them when they're just being kids? Even if they do goofy stuff. I mean, Hey, it's part of being a kid, right? You do goofy stuff sometimes, you know, I have to step back and say, I'm here to steward my kids and, and to be a great example to them. And, um, that was something that came up in, in group the other night that I just thought was so, so valuable, so crucial, no matter what age your kids are at. Um, you know, when I, when I use that and I'm able to keep that in perspective, man, dude, I'm such a better parent. I'm, I, I feel better. I feel like I'm doing the right thing. I'm not acting on emotion. Uh, how many of us have acted on emotion with our kids <laughs> or shit in general, in anything in life? How many of us have acted on emotion? I do it on the daily, probably I'm really trying to work on it, but, um, you know, just a little, just a little tip and a uh, little tip for you, little tool. When you get in that moment, you can think of that, you know, you can, you can say, wait a minute here, let me stop for a second. Let me take a breath. And there's tons of other tools out there. Make your own little tool up. What's your own little trigger, you know, saying or word or uh, prayer or, or, or whatever it is, put it on your phone. You know what I have on my phone is, I have alerts on there, reminders that go off at, um, at six, let's see, let me check right now. I just picked my phone up here. So I have, um, at 5am on awakening goes off on my phone and that's on, that's on awakening, um, from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. 
So every morning, on awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance, for after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. Now check this part out here, right here. This is my favorite part. In thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here we ask God for inspiration, an intuitive thought or a decision. We relax. We take it easy. Take it easy, Holmes. We don't struggle. We are often surprised how the right answers come after we've tried this for a while. I mean, that's huge right there. That's huge. And that goes back to what I was saying earlier. We don't have to carry the weight of everything. We don't. We're not designed to do it. I'm not smart enough to do it. I'm not strong enough to do it on my own. I'm not designed as a human being to carry that weight of the world. So who do I give it up to? I give it up to God and my Savior, Jesus Christ. That's it. That's for me. Maybe that's not for you. I hope it rubs off on you. <laughs> Check it out sometime. Whatever it is that works for you, um, you know, practice that in your own way. Create your own little version of it. Um, what was the other, uh, let me check the other, um, alert because that's what I, that's what I was going to. Then I went on to on awakening because it's such a, a phenomenal thing. So on awakening goes off at 5am for me, um, at 6am, keep your blood clean, uh, your body lean and your mind sharp. So, uh, blood's definitely clean, mind sharp, body lean. Eh. <laughs> I'm working on that one kind of right now. That's, that's a tough one for me. That's always been a tough one. Um, you know. Who doesn't like some some good food? You know, you take uh take the booze and the weed and the and the drugs and uh, the partying out of there, man. You you take the good food away too, man. It's like, damn, what do I have left, man? I want to eat some cheesecake sometimes. You know, I want to eat a pumpkin pie now that we're getting into the uh, the harvest season. The harvest season. You like how they changed that? They went from Halloween. I still call it Halloween. I see all the the signs up. It's a harvest festival. Eh, it's fall and it's Halloween time. And then we have Thanksgiving. So just keeping it real right there. Um, let's see, 12 p.m. I'm sorry, 8 a.m. I'm here to serve God over everything. And, the, and just real quick, once again, recap. These are daily reminders I have on my phone. They go off at these times every day to help keep me up or keep me on. So I get a little quick alert when my little grind 8 a.m. I just burped right there. My apologies. 8 a.m. I'm here to serve God over everything. And then the last one goes off at 12 p.m. I should probably set a nighttime one now that I'm seeing this. I don't have an evening time one before I go to bed. So I'm actually going to do that when I'm done. I'll find something that works before I go to bed. Um, the 12 p.m. I put this on to kind of alert me halfway through my day. Uh, if I'm having a great day, awesome. It still works. If I'm having a terrible day, um, this really works. And it says... I am no longer running the show. God is. That's it. Simple as that. I'm no longer running the show. God is. Um, good stuff right there. I want to, uh, let's see here. I'm just closing this out really quick right here. And, um, we're going to, we're going to wrap this thing up in just a minute. Uh, I shared last week about the, the, the trip to Philadelphia with, uh, with some good homies, man. We, we had a blast and, uh, I just wanted to uh, to recap a little bit of that because we had some good times, and I think the title of last week's show uh, was something along the lines of how do you um, 
how do you be around environments where there's drinking going on, but you're not drinking? And, you know, uh, the guys I was with are all solid dudes. Um, you know, they have a good time. They have, they have a few beers, um, you know, but it's, it's nothing crazy. They're very responsible about it. Um, you know, they can do that. Uh, I can't do that. It seems, you know, so I'm, I'm not ever going to go down that road. Um, but the question kind of was in last week's show is how do you go on a trip to Philly and, uh, and, and have a good time and not drink. And I'm here to tell you that it's so possible. Um, man, I had an absolute phenomenal time. Um, we did so much stuff. We stayed on Cater Street in Queens Village. Um, and the only way I can equate this, and to you folks out there who are from Philly, um, you know, you obviously know what I'm talking about. And if I get any of this stuff wrong, my apologies. I'm a, I'm a, a, a California born and raised uh, son over here. So, um, you know, this Philly trip was like my really first experience of the East Coast. And it was absolutely amazing. Everyone was cool. Um, we did so many things, but we stayed in, in, on, um, you know, in this little spot and you went down this alley to get to the, uh, to get to the place. And it was just really, really cool. Old, lots of brick. Um, I, I love the brick around Philly. just had old school brick everywhere. And, uh, the only way that I can describe it for me was like a very dial or a dialed down version of hate and Ashbury in San Francisco, where you got a lot of like you have some, you know, vintage stores and antiques and antique stores. Um, there you had, uh, like some, some cool, like independent little coffee shops. You had, um, uh, quite a few tattoo parlors. Um, you had gym steaks, I guess, which is, uh, I don't even know if it's gym steaks. I think it's just gyms and it's, uh, it's, it's a, it's a cheesesteak spot. Um, I actually didn't try it. The guys came back late one night. I was already back at, at the, at the spot and man, these dudes came in and they literally woke my ass up with the stench of Jim's cheesesteaks on them. Man, they, they came in and they were, they were laughing and having a good time and stuff. And man, uh, um, apparently Jim's steaks for some of them liked it. Some of them didn't. That's one thing I noticed about the Philly folks out there too. Um, everyone's got an opinion and I really appreciate that because to me, that's true freedom. That's true liberty is everybody having an opinion, whether or not you think you're right or I'm right or you're wrong or, or I'm wrong. Um, we can respect each other's opinions. And out there, that's one thing that I, that I learned that was really, really cool is that it seemed like even though someone had a different opinion, they were cool with that. And I think California can use a little bit of that shit, but I'm going to, I'm going to stay off that path right now. Um, and jump back into, uh, jump back in, um, into our trip here. We did so many things. We did independence hall. Absolutely amazing. We did city hall. We did, um, the constitution center. Um, that, that in itself, just seeing where they signed the declaration of independence, the constitution was, was really, really cool. Ben Franklin is a G. I never noticed how many things that dude did in his lifetime. Um, I mean, they had a plaque of all of his accomplishments and it really just made me feel like a real piece of shit that I've never accomplished anything in my life because this dude had, I mean, you go down the list and it's like, oh, you know, he made the first, um, or, or so, something with, um, the light, right. He was the first one who kind of showed how to do, how to do light. I know he didn't invent light. That was Edison, I believe. Right. Uh, if I'm wrong there, I don't, sorry, my apologies, um, but the, the things that he did, the inventions, the, um, the history he helped create, 
um, I mean, it was it was really really cool to see. We saw his his grave site. It was funny. We didn't want to pay the two bucks to go into the grave to do the little tour, and they had they had these uh, this fence. Uh, right by his grave and, and you could stand on the other side of the fence and so basically we're standing on the other side of the fence watching the tour and um and they're they're kind of giving it and uh we were talking about how 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 uh cheap bastards we were for not paying the two bucks to to go in and uh we we decided not to ask the tour guide a question because it probably wouldn't enjoy that too much but um it was cool to see his grave we I, they had you know you kind of flick you could um you could flick up pennies around the area like i don't know if it's a good luck thing or you you i mean you kind of make a wish i guess that sounds kind of goofy to me now that i think back about it uh it's it's ben franklin and um that's almost i almost feel like it's a little bit disrespectful now that i think about it um anyways i don't know i'm getting off off track there as my mind starts to wander but uh betsy ross's house where they uh where they crafted the for she uh crafted the first american flag that was really cool just to see how um, they had our house set up, how it, it would have been, um, you know, back in those days where, um, you know, where it, I mean, the life was just so different back then. And it, it gave such a uh, appreciation for me to where our country's at today, um, which is in a is in a tough spot. Um, but at the same time, the will and uh, and, and the and the pride and uh and the love, you know, that, that we have as Americans and as a country together when we band together and we don't let, um, those, those high sources, the, the, uh, who hold the power divide us. Um, I will say this real quick, and I'm not going to get on this because I understand this platform, um, you know, and, and what it's about, but I, I would feel, I don't feel right without, without speaking on it a little bit is that there, there are very powerful, um, powerful corporations and powerful people out there who are, um, you know, life is a game to them and, and, uh, their ultimate goal is to divide us as a country and they want to divide us by race. They want to divide us by religion. They want to divide us by, um, sexuality, they want to divide us as many ways as possible because divided we are a very weak country. And so, you know, after, I've, you know, I've had many of these thoughts and many of these feelings for a long, long, long time as I've studied in into, um, you know, into kind of geopolitics and the, the globalization of everything. Uh, but after visiting Philly, um, it just really, it just really restored um, some of, some of my faith. And it also, um, really motivated me, um, to speak, to speak up a little bit more. And so I feel like I want to do that very briefly here. Um, oops, my phone's ringing. Josh, I'll have to call you back real quick, homie. Um, but, uh, you know, divided this, this country will not, um, will not stand. And, uh, so I just want to give some words of hope here. I don't care what color you are, what race you are, uh, what religion you are, um, you know, what sexuality you are. Um, if you're an American, you're an American. If you're, if you're a person, you're, you know, you're a person at that too. Like I understand we have different countries and all that, you know, that's a whole different topic. So let me just, let me just stick with the United States of America, the, the beautiful country that we live in. If you're American, you're American. There's nothing more to it. 
And in my mind, we need to stop talking about, um, you know, and grouping ourselves and dividing ourselves and letting, um, you know, media and, 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 um, and money divide us because, uh, it's, it's, it's really destroying us from the inside out. And, uh, um, it's important to awaken. I don't know if anybody has heard the term you need to, uh, get red pilled. Um, but if you haven't heard that term, shoot me an email or look it up. And, um, you know, I, I know I continue to educate myself on the daily, not just on recovery, not because, and let me, let me kind of tie this in because it does tie into recovery for me because world politics and things going on, um, you know, that are blasted across news channels and that are blasted across our media and that are conversation, you know, going on everywhere, like, you know, um, horrific events that have recently went on. I'm, I'm not even going to go into that. Um, but those types of things can affect us. They affect our souls and they affect, um, they can, they can affect our recovery. They can, they can affect the way that we deal with things. And, um, so not only is it important to stay in tune to your recovery program, you know, and, and, and stay, um, stay in, you know, those groups and have communities surrounded, like we talked about earlier in the podcast, it's also very, very important to educate yourself. And you can do that. I'm telling you, I started it about 15 years ago and I, I, I literally said, man, something is not right. Like something does not seem right. Like what? There, there was something in my gut and this was a long time ago, you know, that I didn't know what it was, but it just did not seem right. And so I'm, I'm telling you right now, if, if you're out there and you feel like that something is not right, I'm telling you it's not right because I like I've looked into it. I've studied it. I continue to study it. I'm not some expert on any on any one specific topic except the fact um, that that uh, we need to come together. We need to come together as a people and, and knock off all the bullshit and don't buy in to uh, the media hype and to everything that's going on. We need to find independent sources for our media and uh, we, and, and um, we need to educate ourselves. So if you, you feel like you want to shoot me an email or something about this topic, because I normally don't talk about it, uh, but I just, I really feel um, a burning desire to talk about it. I don't, I, I don't talk about it enough and it, it bugs me. It really does bug me. Um, and, and so I'll kind of leave it at that sobriety at that sober If you have a question or you want to, you want to tell me that I'm, I'm batshit crazy or I'm wrong. I don't even care. Starts conversation. Good thing. Um, go ahead and shoot me an email on that or anything in this episode. Of course, um, you know, that's, that's what it's here for to start conversation. Um, let me jump back into the rest of the Philly chip and then we'll wrap this thing up. Um, uh, we went to McGillan's. Uh, yeah, McGillan's. It's the oldest bar in Philadelphia. We sat in there and watched the, um, it was the Eagles versus the Chargers. Um, and they were going nuts in that place. And let me tell you how it is to sit in, and this bar was actually freaking phenomenal. And I'm not recommending to go sit in a bar either. Um, you know, I, I was there for a purpose and um, I am very aware of my purpose there and how long I need to be there and why I'm there. Um, so I, I stayed for about an hour, the architecture in this place. Uh, well, I don't know. Do you call it architecture or, um, the way that the craftsmanship I think is a little bit better of a word because it's such an old bar. 
and it's just really, really cool. It's got a ton of character to it. It's in this old little alleyway. Um, and you know, the, the Philly fans there were going crazy at the game. And, you know, I had a, a Red Bull and I think I had a couple soda waters and, um, I had a good time for about an hour and I bounced out back to the room. Um, you know, my, my buddy Josh and I headed back to kind of get, get ready for, uh, whatever we we're going to do in the evening time. And the other guy stayed there for a little bit and, and, you know, drank some more beer and did their thing and whatever, man. But I, I'm cool doing though, doing something like that because I set myself up for it first. I know I'm mentally stable enough to go into an environment, environment like that. I know that I'm, um, that I'm strong enough. I know that I'm spiritually fit enough. And if I wasn't at that time, I wouldn't go into an environment like that. So I just want to be very clear, um, you know, that I'm not advocating to go hang out at a bar, but, um, I am saying that, you know, in recovery, we have to learn how to live life, live life. And we got to live it on life's terms and we have to be strong in our, our own selves and in our own recovery so that we can do that because I had a great time. Um, and then, uh, Eastern state penitentiary, we took a tour of that, the oldest prison in, uh, in, I think in the United States. Um, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong there, I'm sure you will. Um, but, uh, that was, uh, something in itself that was just eerie and really cool. And, um, we got some cool pictures. I may actually use one of the pictures from there. Um, that my buddy Justin took, uh, as the, as the photo for this, uh, this episode, because it was cool. Um, but, uh, the, and then the revolutionary war museum, that was probably top three, um, you know, of the things we did, we saw George Washington's tent and, uh, you know, all the artifacts and the timelines of our history, um, you know, how, how it kind of um, unfolded, how it how it evolved, and then um, you know just the the sacrifices that were made, um, and you know, hey, I know that uh, our history there's some there's some jacked up things in our history too, so I don't want to I don't want to um, you know I want to make sure I acknowledge that too. There you know they lived in a different time back then, and uh, you know there there were things that were were real shitty. Um, and, you know, that, that being said, it is important that we, you know, that we pay tribute to that and, and that we don't forget it. Uh, but at the same time, we live in a new day and age, um, you know, and if we're constantly reflecting on the past and bringing up things of the past and, um, and, you know, really focusing on, on things that are not bringing us together to move on into the future, like, man, we're, we're, we're doomed if we continue that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, there, there was just so many, so many sacrifices made back in the day, um, that it's, uh, it's just important, man, that, that, that we stick together right now. And, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to harp on this too much. I feel like I've talked about it a little bit too much already. And it's not because I don't want to talk about it. It's because I want to be, um, very aware of this, of this platform. This platform is about recovery. I do think there's a little bit, at least for me, that kind of does tie into all from recovery to history, uh, to the state of our, our country today. It all does kind of tie together because it affects me. And I'm sure it affects a lot of people out there who are in recovery. Um, if, and, and Hey, maybe, maybe people do want to talk about it more. I would, if, if you do want to talk about this more, 
um, you know, shoot me a message. Like I would, I would love to chat about it more. Um, maybe it's on a separate platform though. Something I've, I've, I've been thinking about. Um, so let me give a couple places that we ate in Philly too. Uh, milk and honey coffee shop. Awesome spot. Um, La Colombe, Justin, man, that was the spot right there. Uh, going over there, we had federal donuts, some chicken sandwiches, went to the Phillies and Mets game. That was legit. I brought, uh, uh, Cashy back, uh, me and Cashy got matching Philly hats. So we're, we're father and son matching, uh, matching hats, which is pretty legit. I'll be cracking up at this little dude. He's just so stylish, man. Um, but man, we, we, we had a, a phenomenal time. So much love to the city of Philadelphia and, uh, and you know, all the people out there were way cool. Um, had a phenomenal time. I'm going to wrap this thing up today. Uh, I want to just leave with this love others where they're at, um, and love yourself where you're at. And, uh, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to love others where they're at and I'm going to love myself where I'm at. And, uh, it's something I'm going to continue to say on these, on these upcoming shows, I think, because I think it's, it's something to, to be very mindful at. And I know for me, it helps uh, bring a lot of peace to me when I can do that. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, you can join us in the sober guy, sober girl, Facebook group, uh, or you can support us at that sober Uh, thanks again to humans, peace, love, respect, keep your blood 